that's a very scary trap to fall into. Um, and I've fallen into a lot of these traps because of the avoidance I had to these feelings because I was so afraid of, uh, afraid of them every time they triggered for any reason. Kia ora whanau. Welcome to the Pocket Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Headley. And this podcast is all about my journey of moving from a place of anxiety, diagnosed depression, panic attacks, you name it, to a place where, well, I'm, I don't experience those. <laughs> and I'm just simply sharing my journey of that. Um, yeah, of course, I have times where I experience anxiousness. Yes, I experience depressiveness, but I'm not stuck in a cycle um, that you would traditionally call one of those specific Ill- quote unquote illnesses. And I don't even like using that word, right? Because, like, you know, then, then it um, insinuates that I need medication in order to heal that, which is not actually necessary. Um, necessarily the case it's not needed but it does definitely help there's a place for it I'll talk more about my experience um, and understanding of medication and a uh, <laughs> yeah a bit of black and yellow eh? Oy, did you guys hear that anyway um, oh it's, it's gone hard anyway um, that's this for another time but um, I just wanted to share my experience of the struggle I used to have with certain emotions so it's gonna be a quickie today right not that kind of quickie and I was meditating last night right I've, I've gotten back into my habit of being more consistent with my meditation um, it sort of boiled down to only doing it once a day or once every other day because I've been traveling a lot and you know I would get excited about where I'm traveling and I'd be moving around and everything would be quite new it'd be novel right and because it's so novel it's stimulating and therefore, it's allowing me to not need to address things that build up within me that I, may, I might normally have addressed because I'm able to lean on the novelty of life that I'm living at the moment, which is, you know, me moving around the world quite a lot, which is, you know, really amazing. But what it meant is that I wasn't dealing with a lot of the stuff that I was accruing over that time that, you know, would trigger old insecurities or maybe I'd develop a new one, right, um, that I hadn't really thought much about and it would sort of be there in the background, but then I'd be using traveling as my distraction, right? So, like, you know, people talk about how, oh, because, you know, Karen, you're traveling, so it must be so easy for you. It's not really the case. I don't know if you've heard the saying, wherever you go, there you are. Trust me, um, how many times if you've been in a situation where you've gotten a new job or you've gotten a new uh, partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, or you've um, made a big decision in life and you've changed cities or you've moved homes and you'd be, like, be like, oh my God, it's going to be so much easier. It's going to be so much better when I get there and when I do this or when I go traveling, right? And then you finally get there and then all of a sudden things turn to shit. <laughs> How many times has it happened? How many times have you got into a relationship where you thought it was going to be perfect and then, you know, there was there was a shitstorm, right? How many times have you, you know, moved into that new place or new job and it was so much harder than you expected? It was amazing at first, but then after a month, it wasn't as novel. It wasn't as exciting. Why? Because you become accustomed to it. You become used to it. It becomes everyday life, right? For me, traveling has become everyday life, right? I, I live in Italy at the moment and I'll live somewhere else next, right? And I was living in LA before, right? So because I'm moving around so much, yeah, because I am living in them and like in those places for like three to six months. So I get used to it. But even the traveling part of moving around, I'm much more used to. So compared to the normal person, right? There'll be less of that. Anyway, I'm going off tangent, but the point is, is it means that I didn't need to uh, deal with some of the stuff as much as I would have, even though I was still dealing with a lot of the stuff. Now, because I've gotten back into a better routine of meditating, right, I've started to uncover some of the things that I've accrued and built up and um, taken on over the last few months of my life that I've been dismissing meditation a little bit more. And, you know, before I was meditating one to two hours a day and accumulated, right, total. 
And then it got to a point where, yeah, sometimes I wouldn't even meditate for two minutes, right? Sometimes I'd just sort of pause in, um, for a moment in the morning and then I would get up and go, right? And then sometimes I'd meditate for 20 minutes, but that would be about it, honestly, right? There would be a very, a very rare far and few between time where I'd meditate for more than 30 minutes or even up to an hour, right? So um, I've gotten back into a routine of doing at least 40 minutes a day accumulated. I feel like that's a good balance. And that's, a good, that's a good amount for me now that I've actually dealt with a lot of the stuff that I've needed to deal with in order to be in the position that I'm in, in order to talk to you guys literally in public situation, <laughs> right? And not feel ashamed and not feel judged and not really care, honestly, at all about what's going on around me and be very focused on, you know, me pr providing this content to you guys, apart from when Black and Yellow was playing in the background from, you know, this cool hood car. <laughs> now, the moment that this memory triggered, which was, wow, I used to be really terrified of my emotions, um, which was last night, I was just sitting there, I was like, I felt for a moment that fear that same fear i felt it for a moment i'm like oh wow that feeling i remember i used to shut down when i felt that right and i used to fall into a deep depression it was like the trigger for a deep depression i would fall into weeks if not months of depressiveness where i wouldn't even feel a shred of joy for those times it would be completely black and white it would be so dark it would be so gloomy right and that was the cycle that i continue to fall into every time something triggered me to experience unpleasant emotions which literally so many things in the world could and still can but i'm much more familiar with those emotions because i face them in meditation right uh, meditation has allowed me to expose myself to those emotions because where do those emotions exist do they exist outside of me or do they exist inside of me right they exist inside of me obviously i'm not feeling my emotions out in the air right and they say love love is in the air well, the people are feeling their love right? it's not just sitting out there in the air right it's actually within myself it's the emotions that i'm experiencing because of the chemicals that are being produced in my body like oxytocin and serotonin and endorphins right um when i'm experiencing love now, if emotions are experienced within me and not outside of me, why am I paying attention to the thing outside of me in order to deal with the thing that's actually inside of me, right? Okay, I needed to turn my attention inward. That's why meditation, and that's why I'm such a good fan of it, because it's quite literally directly facing the thing that is actually causing the problem, which is my feelings. <laughs> so if I actually go within myself and actually sit with a feeling and become so accustomed with feeling the feeling without actually trying to neglect it or make a meaning out of it or trying to make an excuse for me feeling that way, I just simply be with a feeling without needing to change it, without needing to define it, without needing to say to myself, this is why I'm feeling this way, right? Which is what I used to do because I used to have to make a meaning out of everything and understand everything in order for me to feel okay with it. But I actually came to a place after some time of practice and practice and practice and repetition and repetition and repetition of getting myself to a place where I was so okay with feeling feelings without needing to understand why they were there because honestly, every time I sort of made a meaning out of a feeling, I'd almost conclude that this was why I was feeling this feeling when actually there were so many other reasons that caused this feeling other than just this thing that I assumed and I was stopping myself from actually understanding that in a deeper way. Oh man, I hope they're okay. And meditation allowed me to remove those meanings and remove those ideas and just get to a place where I was so okay with the feeling itself, no matter how unpleasant it was, whether it was the old depression coming back through, whether it was an overwhelming anxiety coming up within myself, right? Whether it was just a deep sense of loneliness and insecurity and like loneliness was a big one. It is a massive one in my life. In fact, I still like catch myself feeling lonely, right? Because I do seclude myself a lot on purpose because I want to provide this stuff for you guys. Like I'm on a mission to change change as much as I can of the world that, that I'm able to 
with the, in the world of mental health, right? And to do that, I, I need to dedicate a lot of time and energy to do that, right? And, you know, I, I rely on my business in order to fund, my, fund me to actually be able to live the life that I live. So, of course, you know, that is also as well a motivator naturally for me to pour a lot of time and energy into that as well, right? So, and at the end of the day, my business is my funnel to make a big impact because I have a big mission with that business um, in order to make a massive impact in the world of mental health. So, if I want to do that, I'm going to need to seclude myself, which means that I'm actually facing a lot of aloneness and during that aloneness comes back the trauma of loneliness that I really used to suffer in a deep state of depression once upon a time. So just like last night, those feelings came back up again. I felt the closing and the fear arise within me because it's an old feeling that I never was good with dealing with in the past. And I recognized that fear. I'm like, wow, that same fear that I just felt for a moment because I'm like, I'm so okay with that fear being there now as well, because I'm so accustomed with it. Because the ridiculous amount of hours that I've spent doing, like literally tens of thousands of hours meditating, I'm not even exaggerating, right? I remember there was a one 10 day period where I meditated for 100 hours, right? <laughs> 110 hours actually, right? And I've been meditating for what, eight or nine years. So if you think about that, right, it's, it's a lot of hours of meditation. Now, with that much time exposing myself to those feelings, of course, I've become more accustomed, but that closing that I noticed, I recognized and remembered that that was a closing and a shrinking and almost like an overwhelming fear and like desperation that I fell into and got caught up into. And that would last for weeks, if not months. And now it literally lasted, I think, three seconds. That is crazy. How crazy is that? But that just goes to show what practice and intention and bold moves, like going and facing the feeling that is the last thing I want to face, which is honestly some of the scariest times that I've had is actually facing the feeling without needing to define it, without understanding it, and just simply sitting with the feeling um, on my own in meditation and complete seclusion and just being with it to, until the point where I get so okay with it being there that I start to even feel comfortable with it because I've just spent enough time closing my eyes and just being with the feeling raw as it is that has allowed me to get to a point where I'm no longer trying to run away from the feeling by distracting myself with pornography, which I used to be addicted to through social situations, through alcohol, through weed, right? Um, through food, binge eating was a big um, addiction in my life as well, right? So there were so many things that I um, used, right? I even used uh, steroids once upon a time and I'll do a whole podcast on that um, at some stage as well when I was 21 um, and yeah, in my early 20s, 21, 22. And, uh, using steroids, I was seeking for affirmation through others by making my body bigger so that I'd appeal more to others, especially women, right? But also as well, my guy mates, so that I'd be more respected and I'd get the following and then I'd be able to, you know, promote myself and become a big fitness brand. And, you know, like that's, that, and by the way, that is so common, by the way, um, you will not believe how common it was. I know because I was in the fitness industry and I met a lot of people that claimed to be <laughs> not on this stuff and they definitely were. But anyway, that aside, that's, a, that's again, another podcast. Um, but the point is, is that's a very scary trap to fall into. Um, and I've fallen into a lot of these traps because of the avoidance I had to these feelings because I was so afraid of, uh, afraid of them every time they triggered for any reason, be it a thought that I had, or be it because someone that I like just didn't respond to me in the time frame that I wanted them to, or my business didn't go the way that I wanted it to, or I got a bill in the email that I didn't anticipate and it was a massive bill, right? Or whatever it is, right? Something unideal happened in my life and it triggered a feeling that I didn't like. And then I reacted to it in a way that led to a uh, avoidance of that, which leads to some sort of compulsive activity, right? Which led me into a cycle of depression. 
So the idea was allowing myself to face it without needing to solve it, without needing to change it, without needing to get away from it and simply coming to a place where I was so familiar with it, so desensitized to it and so in a place where I was actually even in a place where I was even comfortable with it. Now I'm in that place. Um, most of the time, yes, there's sometimes where I notice myself actually get it into avoidance and yeah, I'm a human being, right? It's still going to happen. I've got a lot of work still to do. I'm simply sharing the method that has worked the best for me in my life that has given me the best outcome so far and um, is the method one of the methods, one of the many methods that I teach people to be able to get to because it takes a lot of practice to get to that point where you can actually sit and face the emotion, right? So that it's not actually a traumatizing experience because it is initially if you don't, you don't get the proper training, right, in practice. That has worked really well. Um, so I really hope that me sharing this has um, given some insight or some light, shown some light on this. You'll understand it much better as well if you listen to the podcast before this, which was um, about me basically explaining a little bit more around the neurology, um, the brain science of trauma. And in terms of why inner child work isn't necessary or like specific methods aren't necessary, all right, go to that last episode. I haven't titled it yet at the recording of this, which is why I'm not giving you a title. So you'll be able to find it quite easily um, just by me saying that though. And you'll get more insights around why this kind of exposure therapy works very well. Um, but it's also not the method that you must do, right? But it's just simply a method that worked really well for me. And I hope that this gives some sort of insight to you and helps you too. Um, so with that being said, um, if you found benefit in this, please share it and um, yeah, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, give it a good rating. It takes literally five seconds to scroll down and give it a five star or a like or, um, or a little subscribe click. It really does. And that means the world for me because I want to give this all for free. You know, I'm not charging for any of this. I'm not asking for anything I, except for that. <laughs> I am asking for that, please. Uh, that'd be amazing. Please, please, please. But that's honestly it, guys. Um, you know, it, it means the world that you're even turning into this. It really does. Um, you know, it gives me um, the encouragement to continue doing this because I just want to continue helping and you know by you taking actions like those subscribing and liking and all that sort of thing allows me to help more people too so that being said I love you guys and I'll see you next time